0: Love, talk Radio. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and friends. We ask that you visit www.let'sfaceitradio.com for up-to-date information on future shows, special guests, advertising opportunities, and exciting interactive ways that you can be a part of the show. Join us next week, same time, same place, for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face
1: it.
2: Well, thanks for tuning in to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Frank. It is November twenty ninth, two thousand and fifteen. And you are not tuning in to the end of the show. It's just the beginning. How are you, Alicia? Oh,
0: man.
3: I was about to say, that's an intro that I can get down with. I mean, before we can start, it's over. <laughs> Thank you, Lord.
1: We can all go to bed. Won't he do it? Hey, can't
2: okay. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. It is only just the beginning. We just evidently oh, had some okay. type of technical hiccup.
3: Oh, Don't know what it's right. about, but anyway. <laughs> How
1: was your holiday? How was Ooh. your holiday, babe?
3: oh man I, I i you know did you eat a lot we
1: talk no
3: we talk about it all the time. no, I didn't. I had good food, but I didn't eat a lot, but we talk about it all the time, and you know these times of the year are very special for me, because um, yeah. it's just- it shows you how much you're loved, and I know some of us have annoying family and whatever whatever, but for me, holiday times are when I spend with my friends who are like family. So it just shows me how people just embrace you, and they consider you family, and they love you. And um, it's just beautiful. So for me, it's been a great week. Every day is the day to give Thanksgiving, but it has been a wonderful holiday. How was your holiday week, weekend, all that good stuff? (laughs) Uh, holiday was pretty good,
2: pretty good I went home to North Carolina And, um, you know, it's our normal It's almost like a family reunion type event for us
3: I'm just saying, um, I like North so, Carolina Why didn't you take me? I'm just saying
1: Hey,
2: hey, I should have taken know my people? radio wife I should, they, they need to meet my radio wife You're,
1: your right. You're, <laughs> right. You're right You're right We could have You're went right. and got
3: divorced all at the same time See? <laughs>
1: exactly. You <messed> up. Exactly <laughs>
2: But it was good, you know I didn't eat too much because, you know, I'm still trying to get this body right for my my big birthday coming up this May. But um, it was good, good. Went out Friday afternoon. Did not go out during that, you know, that mad rush Friday morning. But um, just went out, enjoyed the family, came back to work, came back in town Saturday morning, went directly to the salon. And worked Aww. on the free people. And then again today, you know, both of us, are you know, you and I went and auditioned for the same yeah. position. But you know, best yeah. of luck to the both of us. And I'm sure they won't be able to decide they'll have both of us on, but you know, it's oh, for no, they say the they're ability.
3: actually gonna do two people.
2: Oh, two positions.
1: Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah.
2: Perfect. And it's for um the co host position for live with Christine.
1: With
3: Christine?
2: With Christine It's going to be coming on TV What is the channel? Sky 4, I believe
3: Sky 4, yeah Sky
2: 4 on TV Starting, um, I believe In, in December be going shoot. In but It's going to be aired in March Exactly Yes So um, the best of luck to both of us But, well, you know yes. We have some other people on the team Who I know they had some fabulous holidays um, Why don't we see what's going on with them
1: Yes,
3: because one of them I'm scared to hear how his holiday was But I ain't going to tell him like <laughs>
2: Welcome,
1: but, yeah. team. How was your holiday? Hey, hey, hey. My holiday hey, was hey, pretty, hey. Good. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty <laughs> good. It was pretty good. Yeah. I
3: spent a lot of time with family, um, okay. traveling up and down the road. You know, Where did you go?
1: You
3: know. I was in Durham, North Carolina. Eagle oh, okay. World. Okay. You know, I went to North Carolina Central, so it's always good to be around my fellow equals
1: and, yeah. and my family.
3: So it was all love. I enjoyed it. I did. Y'all didn't, but I wasn't <coughs> even studying the waistline. Somebody, I, it. Yeah. No, wasn't studying. Yeah. Not at all. For Thanksgiving, I go mm. and I ate everything that could shit on my plate. <laughs> and then I had some so more. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I had some more, and then there was dessert. And I'm, I'm wow. paying for Girl. it today because now I have to remind my body that I can't eat like that no more. Hey. Um, but it was a good time. It was good food, oh, and I got God. to yeah. spend some time with my sister.
4: So that's always good. Aww. My twins. Oh.
2: Well, so who else? Nate, how was your weekend? How was your holiday?
4: Uh oh. Holiday was, it was really good. Um, I did absolutely nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, love I got Nate. up. I woke up. I gave thanks. And I went back to sleep. I woke back <laughs> up. I gave some more thanks. And I went back Nate. to sleep. Yeah. Then I woke up and forgot I cooked. So I. <laughs> <laughs> and I went back to sleep, and I gave thanks. Wow! <laughs> oh wow! So, so you were I'm thankful. Sleeping. Mm-hmm.
3: hmm hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And I like how right. he's thankful too. Thank right, you. right. Oh my gosh. Liz. Uh oh. I do so Why you say uh oh? Because <laughs> you and Will are
3: normally on the same tagline no, I had a really good weekend Um, I wasn't supposed to go home until Thursday I was just going to go for Thursday But I ended up being able to come home Wednesday Yay. So my mom played me in the kitchen All night And all morning Thursday But it was <laughs> oh, Liz, you cook? Um, I did, I cooked homemade stuff I oh, cooked they know my they first From scratch cake I made yams My aunt made the macaroni oh. yes, And yo. I made turkey Holiday so to weekend. all our female
4: audience, we would like to let you know that Liz does cook. <laughs> well wow.
3: Wow. Yes. fun. I had a very relaxing
4: four day weekend. Did you go out shopping?
3: No. Um, my hmm. grandma did make me get up at six o'clock in the morning, but we went to the Navy Exchange you know they don't do all that madness.
1: So oh, I didn't really
3: have a yeah, um, and their sales last all day long. So you don't have to fight over TVs and stuff. So, tell you know, somebody get in there. But yeah, so it was very calm. We were in and out in a couple of hours.
1: So, yeah. All right, all right.
4: Yeah. yeah. I was I wanted to go to the sales. I heard they had cotton balls on sale and I really <laughs> wanted to <get> some cotton <laughs> balls. Some new cotton know balls. What? And I was trying oh, yeah, to go yeah, out, yeah, but I didn't yeah. feel like
1: standing
4: in the long line for the cotton balls. For the cotton mm-hmm. You know what? Right. I can't. I can't, right? i it to Well, you know, through the holidays
2: I was down there, you know, family's good for a while, but after a while I was looking for things to do. So I was looking through some of the magazines, and I saw an article. It was in Oprah Magazine. And it, basically, you know, this is all the season for giving thanks um, and for recognizing the things that you're really grateful for. And I was intrigued by this article because instead of being really deep, you know, here on the show we know how to really get deep. Right, Alicia? Mm-mm. I don't
4: know what you're talking about. <laughs> talk <laughs> well, wow. I don't know what y'all but, talking about. Y'all but are these, were
2: just, deep. these were just <laughs> – Very lighthearted, simple things, sometimes things that we take for granted that we're truly thankful for. So I want to just ask, you know, the panel, you know, what are some of the tiny but wonderful things that you are thankful for this year?
1: Tiny. Oh,
3: have mercy. (laughs) You said don't get deep, so you just ruined me right there. I got this. Don't get deep. If you have to get deep,
1: if you have to
2: get deep, get deep.
3: Oh. Okay, I'll have to get deep. Um, okay. And, and I'll, I'll tie into the holidays because I think this is a common problem with a lot of people. You know, okay. we all have family, and sometimes we have family that are the type that come together for the holidays, mm-hmm. and then you have the type of family that do not. Uh, they section off or this one goes with this one, but there's no bond. And, you know, I lost my grandparents a few years back, so they were the glue. They were the ones that kept the family gatherings, who kept the holidays um, so upon their death, that pretty much went my holidays with family, even though I have family that's local in the area. I'm not going to go in that story. But instead of that being a negative thing, it's really a positive thing because I do have a very close circle of people, but I am so grateful for friends that have become family. And I think it's just a beautiful thing when someone chooses to invite you in on their family, um, you know, at the holidays, and it's just like, you know, you're not the token friend or the token this, but they actually think of you as a family member. <laughs> so we're doing group pictures and t-shirts and stuff. It's like you're right there because you're just an adopted family member. So, you know, a lot of people are very lonely and depressed during the holidays, but I thank God for those blessings because it doesn't matter about bloodline or things like that. There's always going to be people that reject you and not accept you, but there will Always be people that love you Doesn't matter if it's a romantic relationship If it's family If it's a friendship There's always someone's love for every time There's somebody's rejection So I want to put that out there for a positive Thought during the holidays for people that are Suffering and going through I can't help but hey. be deep I'm sorry
4: I mean that was so deep
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> Not only was it deep it. but
4: it was long winded
3: You know <laughs> I can't would be wrong with the two shop up, Nate. Everybody didn't get to sleep all holiday like you.
4: <laughs> Lord have
3: mercy. <laughs> Who else? else? have a tiny one? <laughs> well, you
4: know what I'm thankful for? What is that, what? Mean? I'm thankful for this radio show. Because oh, wow. I watched the Monique show one time and she talked about going and giving a bitch $5 and telling oh. her <laughs> to but I am so grateful for a radio show, for a panel of hosts and co-hosts that I can sit down every week and have therapy.
1: Oh, yeah.
4: For free. So I'm grateful for y'all. No, it's not, how many know it's Jonathan. not for free? What did
2: Nicky Curry say?
3: Send them an invoice?
2: Send them an invoice, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to exactly.
3: have to follow Nicky Curry's advice. Send the an invoice. Yeah, I'm going to send them an invoice.
4: Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. I'll put you with the rest, though. Oh, okay,
3: thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Well, I'm going to have to say my tiny thing is being able to breathe. Because uh, a few years back, cause that that wasn't the case. I was concerned that I wasn't going to be here much longer. So, And it was around this time of the year, mm. which is the funny part. So to come flash forward a few and see how I'm still breathing, still living, and actually purposefully. Purpose living now, and, and it's not yeah. living based on what someone else perceives for me. So, Come just on. to be able to have that breath and, and, and be here with y'all in this moment is my tiny thankfulness.
1: That was so deep, you will make me Oh cry my again? God. Oh Jesus. Th- y'all know Th- I'm emotional. <laughs> you guys always make me cry. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I would
3: have to say that I'm thankful for peace. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like the older I get, and I'm not that old, but I feel like the older I get, the more I realize how important it is to have peace of mind. I mean, with everything going wrong, you know, money, love, whatever, I'm grateful for the fact that this year, I mean, a lot of things have happened, and I've just been very peaceful. I've just been at peace with everything going on in my life. So I'm grateful for peace because, I mean, there was a time where, like Danielle said, I didn't think I was going to make it or, you know, I'm stressing. I'm having stomach ulcers. You know, I'm going through all that. But this year has been very peaceful for me.
1: All Mm -hmm. right. Good. That's a blessing.
2: That is a
1: blessing. Um, For me...
2: It would be, okay, I have one semi-deep and then one that is really, really light. That no, you only, you only get one,
1: You only get one.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, we only want one. Let's- Let's well, face it. Let's face it with Will it Strayhorn a with Will to and friends. Hey, right, Let's face
3: right. it. Uh, Will Strayhorn. baby Thank Will, so, Will hey, Strayhorn. Will Strayhorn. Take your platform,
1: honey. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, boo. No, 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 no. Okay, but anyway, Will one of the biggest
2: one of the biggest things when we go to North Carolina is everybody looks forward to the lion dances. And I forgot uh-huh. that my mom wanted me to be in charge of getting the lion dances, which I had done. But I thought my older cousin was going to handle it. So anyway, we got down there. He had not handled it, um, and uh-huh. I panicked because I didn't have I didn't have everything on my I didn't have my iPod with me. But I'm lucky that okay. I have all Apple products. And it, it dawned on me you I think everything said. is on my on my iPod, and my iPod is at home. And then somebody just reminded me wow. that Apple products sync. So I did have my iPod. I, I, didn't I mean, I did have my iPad. iPad. I had what my iPhone. Um, so essentially oh, I had my playlist. I didn't even reckon, realize that everything had synced all across all of my devices. So I'm grateful that I, I am team iPhone and I will remain team iPhone oh um, because <laughs> they rock. And then, Apple,
3: please sponsor him. I'm thankful please for, be <laughs>
2: quiet, I'm thankful for, um, and this is semi-deep, I always talk about it, pain with a purpose because, you know, out of that, has come a lot of for me growth and expansion um okay. clarity a lot of clarity has come out of it and um new beginnings, new beginnings and
3: oh okay, ahead boo
1: and that's it Aww.
3: that was so beautiful
1: <laughs> just beautiful <laughs> yes
3: <laughs> yeah. whatever.
2: <laughs> what?
3: Liz, what else are we talking about this evening? Well, um, oftentimes in life we do get second chances, and sometimes it's to correct the wrong done to others or to c- succeed in areas that we once um, seemingly failed in. So to you guys, what would you do different if you were given a second chance at life, and how would your life be different? Mhm? See, that's huh. a tough question because all my F-ups have helped me to be successful. So yes. I pretty much needed it to be just the way it is because I wouldn't have the testimony that I have if I didn't have all the F-ups. And it gave me strength. So I don't really want to change anything.
1: I hear you.
2: Well, I would have paid attention at Norfolk State. I would have went through, got my degree, and I don't know if my life would be any different, but it would be a lot simpler. I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have to... Hustle as hard to um, t- to make it, let me see, what's the word to use? What's the word to use? Give me a good word to use, Alicia. Um, I would already have those degrees that I'm seeking for now in my older years, so I wish I had really
1: um,
2: buckled down. Yeah, I wouldn't seem rushed, impressed for time. Um, so I wish I had really taken um, my earlier years of education more seriously.
3: I'm sort of like Danielle. I mean, I'm really big on... Um Living in life where I don't have regrets, not to say I'm perfect, but at the same time, even your mess-ups are things that, you know, you learn from. They they, they need it to happen. Um, the only thing I would say I would do differently, and I have to say this, that came from a good conversation with Nikki Curry this week. Um, I, I, looking back on my life, different things, I would not sell myself so short. And I would have dreamed a lot bigger. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say, of course, that would change your life to some extent. I'm not going to say it would have been better, it would have been worse. But I think one of the things we do too often, we we really sell ourselves short or we Mm -hmm. break our feet because we keep second-guessing ourselves. You know, am I sure that's what the Lord told me to do? Am I sure? Well, you know, that seemed like a good idea, but, I you know, we look at all we don't have to make that happen and then we sort of eh, well, drag our feet, so that's probably if I had a second chance, I would do less of that, but even in that, it was for my growth, so you know right. you live, you learn, you do better going forward.
2: That's right. What about you, Nate
4: well i'm I'm grateful for second chances. I think second chances would bring about missed opportunities. But I'm Mm -hmm. grateful for my life that I've lived so far, and I'm grateful because I'm like Danielle. Everything that I've done thus far has gotten me to the place that I am now and made Mm -hmm. me the man who I am now. So I think if I only had a second chance, it would be to make sure that I live a little more Mm -hmm. and took my lessons more seriously
1: so Mm -hmm. it wouldn't have been
4: so hard to get here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gotcha. That's
2: great. Awesome, great. Thank you,
4: Nathan. Anytime, guy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well. Great answer.
4: Okay. <laughs> have we
2: heard from Liz?
3: No, we didn't, so you know Liz I'm Liz is always hiding
2: in the corners. Always call <laughs> I always to the
3: her. Say we going to let you um, fly that easy. I know. What would I do different? Honestly, I think I would have finished my degree when I started it because Mm
1: -hmm.
3: it has taken me forever and I just don't have the motivation anymore. It's like I'm forcing myself to do it, but I know once I do it, it'll open many more doors, the doors that I'm trying to open without it basically. So I would do that. Um, And I would just, I have, I've had a lot of opportunities given to me that I've just kind of flew over or, you know, didn't take them seriously. And it's like, now that I look back, it's like, dang, I wish I would have did this, this, and this because I definitely would have been in a different spot in life. But I mean, you live and you learn.
1: Exactly. Right.
3: Right. Well, you know, you guys are so deep. <laughs> it is time to turn the show over to a little bit of ratchet.
1: Um, we,
3: we received oh a dear host letter, uh-huh. and you know what? Some some letters you just read them. You don't you don't say nothing. You just and I'm just gonna read them. Um, it says, "Dear host." While I was nine months pregnant with my first child, I asked my husband what he would say if I had any problem during my delivery, and he had to decide between me or the baby. His answer was, of course I picked the baby because you can never replace the baby. His answer broke my heart. Four days later, my water broke at 36 weeks, but I thank God for giving me a healthy boy. While in labor I was terrified because I had some complications with my health at the beginning of pregnancy. I can't get it out of my head now because I feel like my husband doesn't love me. I've tried to talk to him about how it hurt me, but his answer is that it's his belief and I can't change that. Was <laughs> I wrong for you know what?
4: <laughs>
3: was I wrong for asking him
4: to choose? So now mm. she's sleeping with where I open. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's like this nigga about to kill her anymore. Woo, y'all ain't right.
3: <laughs>
4: That's a good question. But I like the part that he said the baby because <laughs> I, can't I can't replace can't that. Replace the baby. I'm like, dang. Oh my god, I didn't even you get re- that. You replaceable? What? <laughs> right. Like heifer, I really don't care if you go.
2: But uh, uh, you I just him. want this paper Right well, What is the right answer for that What is the right I'm, I'm a little
3: oh,
1: I'm I think the right answer the right... is, what answer is You I didn't have to ask the, 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 the question that she didn't want to answer
3: I would seek the Lord And let the Lord Got it, <laughs> that's the right answer Because if you pick one or the other You're you just going to be wrong all day long
4: mm. so, Exactly or just, I would or seek you the say, Lord Or you say <laughs> What is it that you would like for me to do don't shake, Nate. You good. Yes, God.
3: Dear, what do mm. you think is the right choice?
4: Yes, yes. what would
3: you like?
4: <coughs> uh-huh. Yes. So? Yes. But either way, you're going to make the right choice when it's time. You
2: know what? Like, I where? think I think if I had to do it, I would choose the spouse. I would have to. I've known the spouse. Yeah. I, I've been in love with the spouse. I've never met the child. I would I be hurt. But it's almost like someone asked me one time, um, what would you do if you – Something about winning the lottery, and you know, I had to say, you know, I've never had a million dollars, so I really wouldn't know how it is to meet it, how huh. how it is to miss it. You know, huh. I've never had that child, but I've been in love with whoever's carrying my child, and I think I would miss them a lot more. So I, would, I think if I had to choose between the two, it would be the spouse. See, Both to me,
1: that's kind of how... dollars. You Let's know what? <laughs>
4: now, what to me that's an What are what, what? you giving up for the million dollars? You know what? You ain't right. <laughs> To
3: me, that's well, a odd question because most people sacrifice themselves for their children. They would put their life on the line for that baby. So to me, it would be kind of weird. I don't know. To me, it's kind of weird for me to ask you that
0: question because, I, if
3: anything, I would probably be telling you if it's a choice, you choose the child and let me go. So I, I don't see myself asking you what choice would you make versus maybe I'm telling you what choice to make. But, I don't know. I think it's one of them things you don't really know till you're there. Right. Um, yeah. You really don't know till I, you're I there. I just wouldn't choose. I wouldn't choose either and let God work it out. So don't hey, come back me because I'm going to say well, y'all um, do
2: know. there is no okay. choice. Church people get me. Okay, so you do know God's yeah. going to come down and do it for you, right?
3: I do know that God's not going to come <laughs> down here and do it for me, but I do know that God has the answer, and he's going to work it out in his time. So if he feels he the lied. need for that person to live, then they're gonna live. If he feels mm-hmm. the need for that gone. person to die, they're gonna die. So I'm not then making decisions gone. on life and death that. Hey, like you me. know
2: what? You that somebody you to else told me. Somebody else told me something. One time I was in a relationship with somebody
4: we and they
2: said, We're just gonna let God work it out. I was like, That is the biggest
4: <laughs> pop out <laughs> That is the big not coming down doing the relationship counseling. He's not he's coming down doing the, the relationship <laughs> counseling. Huh? this is how it happened for me. Oh, it, no it depends God. on what's going on that day. You know? <laughs> if she just got on my nerves. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lord have Then will will be done. Oh, Father. Oh, Well, wow. I'm taking my woman. We can make another baby. Oh, you're
1: so. Oh, Liz, I mean, girl I mean,
4: crap. Because I'm going to remove the
3: baby. Uh, yes, please, Nate.
4: Yeah, who well, is well, so full well. of crap? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I know you had some topic that you wanted to talk about involving Patti the Bill.
4: Lord have mercy. Did Did y'all not hear that? Patty did let the boy come to the house for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and gave I him heard. a Louis
3: Vuitton bag.
4: Gave him, and then she
3: sang song. "Happy Birthday" to him.
4: They him birthday to him. Dance with him. Yeah, to hush his mouth.
2: She had, a, she had a serious public. She had Nikki Curry telling you, baby, you got to fix this. She had too, honey. You got to fix mm-hmm.
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: nah, because mm-hmm. Nikki Curry would have had her come out that afternoon and make a statement before uh-huh. she did all that. See, uh-huh. no, what I meant was when I said, no, nah, Nikki Curry would have had her fix that
4: within hours. <laughs> so my question to you guys is, when you know you've done something wrong, how far do you go to make amends? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: I'm, I'm going to avoid that question Not
4: that far
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, love Liz.
2: I really am It takes me a while to get that I'm wrong I'm going to be honest with you
1: I'm going to try uh, to figure familiar. out a
2: way I'm going to try to figure yeah, out a I'll way familiar. that I'm a tad bit right So that it makes, uh-huh. you know, kind of balances yeah, out a I'm little familiar. bit
1: I'm yeah, familiar. Familiar. I know you are familiar. <laughs> 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 I'm familiar, yes, boy. <laughs> yeah, but um,
2: when I'm wrong, when I'm serious wrong, I'll, I'll, I'll do something. I normally do something. When I finally do figure out there's no way I can get out of it, I'll, 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 I'll do
1: something. Mm. And I'm
2: better at doing something than telling you that I'm wrong, just for future references.
1: Oh, so I, know, I this. You know Trust me, I know, okay. dear. Thank you. Thank you, boo. Okay. Hallelujah.
4: Well, honey, you ain't got to do nothing for me. Just tell me you're wrong. That's enough. <laughs>
1: hey,
4: I feel you, dog. Yes.
3: Just go spit it out your mouth. You can avoid all of this drama and all this stuff you got to do. We ain't got to invite me to Thanksgiving. We ain't got to give me no dinner. We ain't got to dance. Just say them simple words I was wrong.
4: And unfortunately, such as myself, I don't do no wrong, so <laughs> no, I don't have to do right. wrong now. You
3: right. See, it's a saying my grandfather, God rest his soul, used to say. <laughs> and I, I, I love it. He said, I may not be right, not always be right, but I am never wrong. So, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. may God right yeah. yes.
2: never you yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But,
3: you know, okay. seriously, when, when you done wrong, how do you usually make amends? Well, to me, it depends on what you mean by wrong. And the magnitude of wrong. So, you know, that plays a factor. But my thing so you're is wrong if i got dumb,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure the audience <laughs> <oil laughs> <is> Seriously. <good. laughs> Seriously. Because sometimes it
3: can be something very simple where we really don't need. It's not like we need to have this long, drawn-out discussion or I need to apologize and all of that. But, you know, there's certain things where you need to have a sit down for real, for real, come to Jesus, and you need to apologize deeply, sincerely, and then there's different steps you need to do based on what wrong you committed. So my thing is, yeah, when it's that time, yeah, you know, let's not keep the elephant in the room. Just man up, woman up, admit you were wrong, do what you need to do to make amends, but also understand sometimes you can't make amends because I can do my part to apologize to you, but if you don't want to receive it, I can't do anything about that. But at least I've done what I'm supposed to do to try to attempt to make amends and to offer that sorry. So as long as I feel like I can stand clear, you know, before the Lord – Yes, when I've done wrong and it's time to make amends, I do that.
1: Hmm.
4: Okay. I mean, why do you always have to bring the Lord and everything? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's my life.
3: That's my heart. I need the Lord. I need Jesus. The Lord.
4: Yes. I
2: awesome.
1: need him. I need him.
2: We have a big show tonight. I was just looking. Superwoman Complex. Oh, yeah. huge. And this show is being produced by our very own Ms. Danielle Booz. So we we're very Thank proud, Daniel. and we're excited to see your hard work.
1: We're excited. Yeah. Was it hard I'm to put it together, well. Danielle?
3: No. It wasn't hard it for was. me. No, because oh, it was something close that. to my heart, so it was easy to put Aww. it out. Tell us what it's about. Well, it's about being a superwoman and feeling like you got to wear a bunch of different hats. And mm. and I have some awesome women that are going to be on the show giving some advice and personal experiences that they face along with me sharing a little bit of my story. So I'm excited to share with all the listeners tonight.
1: Awesome. Okay. That's
3: awesome. Okay. Well, with that being said, we're just going to go ahead and take a quick commercial. Um, if you're listening to us via the web, please make sure that you call in for this panel. Ask any questions you have. One seven one three nine five five zero seven nine three, 955 0793 and press 1 to be live on the air. So stay tuned. You're listening to Let's Face It Radio.
4: You're listening to Let's Face It, one of the hottest talk radio shows on the web. Are you looking for more exposure for your brand, product, event, or special story? Let's Face It Radio is the place for you. We're also seeking guest experts specializing in sex and relationships, health and wellness, politics, law, spirituality, and religion, just to name a few. Looking for low-cost marketing opportunities? we will look no further. We offer multiple advertising campaigns via website ads or audio commercial opportunities played live during the show. Visit www.let'sfaceitradio.com and complete the appropriate contact form for more information. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a
2: farmer. I'm a barber.
0: A waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday.
2: Some are good, others not so much.
0: But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty. Something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right.
2: These are the moments
4: to take a pause.
0: Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not.
4: It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities.
2: One detail at a time.
0: Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts.
4: Just like you should.
3: Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday.
4: So protect your everyday.
0: If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities.
4: What's up, y'all? This is John Legend for Life LifeBeat, the music industry fights AIDS, Every hour of every day, two young people between the ages of 13 and 24 are infected with HIV. The AIDS crisis is not over, y'all. Be smart. Use protection. For more information, log on to www.lifebeat.org. Hi, this is Terry Cruz, actor, former football player,
2: game show host, father of five, and all-around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip.
1: Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text DIPLOMA to 97779.
2: Message and data rates may apply. Reply STOP to opt out. That's DIPLOMA to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me.
1: Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council.
0: Welcome back to Let's Face It. Tonight's show will explore the
3: issue that many women face today, the superwoman complex. Women are taking on very many different roles, from business owners to professionals to mothers to caregivers, and it's become accepted for women to wear many different hats and juggle all the different responsibilities. We all discuss the harmful effects that women face when attempting to be a superwoman. Tonight, I have three women who are going to share their thoughts and experiences related to being a superwoman and the effects it has on women and young girls. This discussion was very important to me because in my own personal life, I felt conflicted with trying to be a superwoman. I felt like I needed to be an overachiever and juggle all these different things, and it led me to having some health concerns, and eventually I had a severe heart attack that almost ended my life. So the mission for tonight's show is to educate women on the importance of self-care and to empower them on how they can develop support systems to limit the ability of having health and mental health issues. Our first guest tonight is Ms. Shanika Kareem. She is the founder of No More Supermoms. It's a wonderful movement, and the goal she has is to help mothers remove the idea of perfection and focus on being the best version of themselves. Help me welcome Ms. Shanika Kareem to the show. Hey, Ms. Shanika. You there? Oh, I'm here. Huh? Hello. How you hello. doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you all? We're doing, doing well. We're doing well. <laughs> the first question I have for you is: Can you tell us a little bit about your background and experiences, and what led you to feeling like you had to be a superwoman? Okay, so my background—I'm the oldest of five kids. So I grew up. My parents had me young. So that initially started my movement into being a super mom or superwoman at that time because I helped them a lot with my siblings. And so I was that person that they looked to if they needed something, if they needed additional help and things like that. So during the time I was in college, I was always trying to help them, trying to help my siblings, you know, if they needed things for school, if they needed me to come to a game, I needed to fill in for my parents, if they had to work. So that is really where it started. But then as I got married, my husband played basketball overseas, so I was having to support him traveling and things like that. And then once we came back stateside, I was having to support him from a distance. Then I became a mother trying to balance that, and then I became an entrepreneur or a parallelpreneur because I worked a (laughs) nine-to-five,
1: so Mm -hmm.
3: um, I just had so many different things that I was trying to juggle because when you are married to someone who is successful in their career, you don't want to be that person that's not doing something, you know, Mm -hmm. even though I was a mom, You don't want to be that person that feels like you're not doing something. So then I was like, okay, well, I need to get some certifications. You know, I've done college. I got my degree. Now I need certifications. Now I need, you know, I want to become a a life coach or Christian life coach. That's, That's it. That's what I want to do now. And so I was just trying to do so many things, and it became so overwhelming because I was trying to live up to someone else's expectation of me instead of defining my own version of what success would be and what I really wanted to accomplish and not putting so much pressure on myself to try to be perfect wife, perfect mom, perfect sister, perfect daughter, you know, being there for every single person when then you essentially lose yourself.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Brilliant.
3: Hi, Shanika. This is Liz. Hi, Liz. Hey, how are you? Great. Good. So what advice would you give to a young lady who feels she must take on the role of being a superwoman? I would tell her to just take a step back and breathe is the first thing, because superheroes aren't real, and that's And that's what I I harp on so much. They're not real. There's a reason why we fantasize and we love the superhero, because they can do everything. They can do the things that mere humans can't do, and there's a reason for that. And so when we step into that reality and understand that it is something that takes a superhuman strength, then we can kind of fall back on the necessity of it. And so I would just honestly tell her, that it's really important for you to make sure that you're doing what you need to do for you first. When you have the room and you have the time to do things and to be there for everyone else, do that. But the most important thing is that we're putting on our oxygen mask first so that our health is in the right place, so that we're where we need to be mentally, physically, emotionally before we're trying to pour out to other people.
4: Awesome. Well... How are you doing tonight? This is Nate.
3: How are you, Nate?
4: I'm good. Well, being a mom, a wife, a career-goated and minded woman, from your personal experiences, what are some of the effects of juggling all of that?
3: You, you truly get overexerted. Honestly and truly and I, I can say that from just my experience this weekend. This weekend I went to speak at a, a at a women's event and so I left to go out of town to go and do that. But then I also knew I wanted to get back home because my husband has now retired. He's now an assistant coach. So I said, Okay, I'm gonna be supportive wife. Let's let me go pick up my daughter. I drove from South Carolina back to Atlanta to pick up my daughter so we can surprise him at the game, then I knew I had this commitment. So I said, okay, well, I need to make sure that I leave early enough so I can get back here, get my mind focused, and I'm tired. I honestly and truly, I was sitting here, and I was like, Lord, please don't let me fall asleep, and they unmute my line, and I'm not ready, (laughs) honestly and truly. (laughs) And so it can be very tiring, and so you have to make sure that you're putting in that time where you have time for yourself or you're getting proper rest. And when you say no," sometimes you just have to say no, no to yourself, sometimes and no to other people and and be okay with that. So I tell people all the time, "Let your no be no," and let your yes be yes and yeah. so um so and so that's for me is the biggest thing, and knowing what I can juggle and when it's time to just let let it fall Because sometimes it just needs to fall and you just need to walk away <laughs> and and it's okay if that happens and so um, that's where I'm at. I don't. I don't. I don't need to juggle. I'm not. I'm not in the circus. I don't want to juggle. Balance <laughs> is. You know, it's not a real thing to me, because never nothing will be a hundred percent. Something will get missed, and so because I operate in that reality, I don't. I'm not upset if I'm not able to handle something. I'm like I it's okay. It. I can get back to it. But people think that scales. When something's balanced, it means that everything has the same weight, and that's not the case. So that means everything doesn't get my attention. Everything doesn't get my yes, you know, and that's okay. Everybody else don't like it, but I'm good with it. (laughs)
4: Learning how to properly maneuver through it.
3: Yes, because how are you going to be everything to everyone at the same Mm -hmm. time, and not like, like I said, I'm a I'm a parallelpreneur. I work a nine to five. I also have a coaching and speaking business. I'm a wife, I'm a mom. It something is not going to happen. You know, I may miss a game. As much as I want to be there at my husband's games even though he's not playing anymore, but it's still I in my mind I I still want to play that supportive role, but I may miss a game and that's okay.
4: Exactly. It's all
3: right, you know? We're still going to make oh. it. <laughs> Life is still <laughs> going to go on. <laughs> Well, Shanika, thank you. This is Alicia. I I love some of the things you said already. Um, I agree (laughs) with you on all of those things. Yes, saying no is so liberating. (laughs) But how does your private community on Facebook, No More Super Moms, how does that help mothers to remove the weight and pressure of juggling it all? Well, the main thing that we focus on is removing the idea of perfection. That's the main thing. As a mom, there's so much pressure to be perfect because we think, we honestly and truly think that everyone else is doing it completely right. It doesn't matter if you're a first-time mom or if it's your third child. You think the woman down the street is doing it so much better. You think that the mom that's going to, you know, the one that gets to volunteer all the time, that she obviously has it all together. And that may not be the case. She may be going she may be able to volunteer all the time because she can't find work right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's it's being able to remove that idea of perfection and that's the first thing that we talk about is that our goal is to not be perfect. Because there will be something that's going to happen. We're going to have a bad day. Our kids are going to come home Something is not going to go right. You may burn dinner, and now you have to eat cereal, but everybody's okay, yeah. right? And so so those are the things that I really focus on. We focus on removing the idea of perfection, but also understanding purpose, also understanding that being a mom is just one of the assignments that we're so blessed to have. But you also may have to be a career woman. You may also be someone who's very active, maybe in your church, Those are all assignments that are within your purpose. And so because of that, we don't have to be perfect in any of it. We just have to give our best, and then if we're blessed to have another day, then we try it again. And so the women are very thankful for that freedom, and they're thankful for the opportunity to be able to say, you know what, today I just want to call not it. I want to just say, can I change my name today? Can it not be mom? And and no one judges you for that. You know, like, can, can I get a new name so when they say mom, you know, I don't have to answer. And no one judges <laughs> you because those moments are real. They are very real. And so it provides a safe space for people to be able to express themselves and to get the support that they need if they do need help with something, if they do need a little boost, because confidence gets kicked a little bit as a mom, you know, so just trying to be a support system for each other so that we can be our best selves.
2: That's awesome. Awesome. Hi, Shanika, this is Will. Thank you for coming on the show again.
3: Hi, Will, thanks for having me.
2: You're so welcome. You're so welcome. I have a question. So with all the moms that you've been talking to, what are some of the common challenges that that you're hearing from them that they're dealing with?
3: Some of the common challenges are really that, you know, how – how am I supposed to do all of these things that everyone thinks I'm supposed to do for my children?
0: Because we read
3: the magazines, we read the articles, right? We Mm. listen to the moms, the other moms, and, you know, we hear what they're saying at the school, you know. So how am I supposed to do all of these things and spend time with them and Mm -hmm. put them in extracurricular activities? And so a lot of times it is that thing, that big word, that B word, that balance.
1: How do balance. I do
3: it all? You know, that's the big thing. And so I essentially, you know, try to encourage them is that we're, at the end of the day, we're giving our best. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely giving your best. If your children have something to eat, if they have a place to stay, they have clothes on their back, they know that mm-hmm. you love them, then you're doing okay. You're
1: doing, right? your you're job. doing
3: okay. You know right. what I mean? And so if this summer they don't get to go to the football camp, will they be okay they more yeah. than likely will you
0: exactly. know and so
3: it's removing that removing that pressure that comes with you know trying to figure out how to do every single thing because we can't do every single thing for our kids as much as we want to um and i think that's the, that's the struggle that a lot of them are having because mm-hmm. and that comes from things that they may not have received as a child or or what they thought that their parents did. They thought, well, the, my mom and dad gave me everything. Okay, but what was the cost?
1: Right? Mm. What was the
3: cost of them giving you what you perceive to be everything? Did they have struggles in their marriage because of it? Was mom not able to be fulfilled in her career because of it? What You know, what what, what was the cost that was associated with it? And so when we talk about that, then it's like, okay, now I'm in reality check mode. You know?
1: Mm-hmm. Now I can step back
3: and say I may not need to do all of that. You know, mm-hmm. they may be just fine with what I'm giving them. So, so those are some of the things that have been big, and they they've, they've caused some really good conversation as well.
2: Right. You know what? I I would almost imagine as well that it would take each mom facing their own individual. Reality, reality check. Because
1: absolutely,
2: you know, given different situations, someone may have uh, a wider, extended family who can help lend that support. Someone's financial Mm -hmm. means may be um, may be more intact, so that they can hire additional help um, to assist them in that. So, I guess that the person would really have to take a assessment of their own current situation and see what is reality for them.
3: Absolutely. Because even yeah. if you're that mom that can afford the help, some of them right. still feel bad because they have the help. You know exactly. what I mean? So it's Indeed. you. It it it's all in it's all in how we look at it because they feel mm-hmm. bad because they're not there.
1: Exactly. You know. Uh,
3: so it, it's a lot of different things. So you do have to do your own reality check. Absolutely.
2: Great, thank you.
3: Hmm. Shanika, can you share with our listeners your upcoming teleseminar and how they can participate? I actually have, um, the one that's actually t- on Tuesday is completely full. So <laughs> I was all excited to tell you guys about it. And our goal was to get 100 women. And we met our goal, what was it, The Friday. Friday we oh. met our goal. So I was all excited. I was like, I can't wait. Okay. We're going to get more sign-ups, and it's full. But um, next Sunday I actually have what I call a uh, purpose protection boot camp. And it's a webinar, and what I do with that is I help people get beyond the vision board to not just put the pretty pictures and the words on our poster board, but to learn how to put strategy in place so that you really can be effective in your year. And so I have that coming up next Sunday, and it's at 4.30 p.m., and anyone can register. You can register on my website, but I talk about purpose. I talk about the importance of getting in alignment with really who we are,
0: and
3: really we tackle the vision boards and setting realistic goals. So we do all of that. And I all of that information can be found on my website. And my website is simply my name. It's ShanikaKareem.com. So com and you can find the information there and today because I'm on here with you wonderful people the price is only $10 so I've, I've oh, taken wow. 50% off mm, of the great. price um, Thank you.
1: you know yeah. so
3: it's only it's only $10 but with that you also get to have some one-on-one emails with me so that I can work with you on at least one or two goals so to help you get some strategy and so you can't beat it for $10 so Um, So we would love to have you all sign up, anyone that's listening. It's $10, and I would love to get to know you all a little further. Can you spell your last name for us again? I can. My last name is K-A-R-I-M, as in Mary. So the website is Shanika, S-H-I-N-E-K-A, K-A-R-I-M, as in Mary, dot com.
2: Okay. Thank you so much.
4: Shanika, so you've given us your website, but what are some other ways that our listeners can follow your journey?
3: I am on Periscope, of course, right? Who is not on Periscope at this moment in time? I'm on Periscope. I am on there as Coach Shanika. So I'm really easy to find. Realistically, you can look up my name and you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Periscope. But on Periscope, I'm there every Monday through Friday at 6.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're looking for some morning – right, 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 (laughs) right. It's hard for me to say it, but it's easier for me to get up and do it. But every Monday through Friday, we're on there. We've built a great community. I have my go-getter squad. So um, we do morning motivation and – We get on there, we get pumped up, get motivated to just live our best lives and unleash our greatness. So I do that, and, you know, I'm on Facebook. We've talked about my group, No More Super Moms. But like I said, I'm really easy to find, and I would love to connect with any of the listeners that are interested in connecting with me.
4: Awesome. Well, we thank you so much, Shanika, for coming on the show today and sharing your heart with us. Um, We hope that, you know, you will come again and be a friend of the show because we really appreciate your thoughts and your views. So thank you again for coming on.
3: Thank you so much for having me. You all have a wonderful, wonderful evening. I enjoyed what I heard well. so far. So thank you so much.
4: <laughs> all right. <laughs> thank you. Have a good night. Great information.
3: Yeah. Mm. That was a really, really good um, interview. Well, yeah. our next guest um, we have is Miss Marcia Bennett. She is a trainer, a speaker, and a professional thinker who helps professionals to create structure and strategy that leads to personal and professional success. She is the owner of Bennett Business Solutions, which is a professional development company that provides soft skills training and implementation to leaders and managers seeking to expand their professional endeavors. So you guys, help me welcome Marcia to the show. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello, welcome to the Hi. show. Thank you. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. How are you? You're doing pretty
1: well. That's awesome.
3: So, Marcia, your company was created to help individuals effectively manage their time through skill-based strategies. Can you describe how women will benefit from these services? Absolutely. So first I'd just like to say Time is a non-renewable resource. So time management skills are always going to be unique to every woman and individual. So not only do I work with people teaching them how to utilize their time, but I also kind of show them how to focus on what I call attention management because what has happened in society is time management has now evolved into how you basically focus. And it's also about commitment, you know, to see how you use your time now and then kind of showing you how to modify it along the way. The biggest benefit, though, to helping someone is you have to know how to predict and plan accordingly because we know we all have hectic and busy schedules. So that's the biggest thing that I show women how to do. Awesome. And what tips would you provide a woman? I'm sorry, this is Alicia. Um, Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. I just wanted to get right into it. Um, What (laughs) tips would you provide a woman who has experienced health issues? Related to stress So first I'd like to say the benefit Of consistency is really going to help you With your health I always tell women you have to say yes To yourself Is it hard to say yes to yourself Absolutely. But is it required? Uh-huh. Yes, it is. Because you say yes to others and you say no to yourself, and that's where the stress comes in. So some tips are creating a morning and evening ritual, about five minutes at least. And it's amazing, you know, what that short period of time can do for you. It kind of provides you with peace of mind. And then my biggest one is exercise. It seems like it's difficult to exercise 30, 45 minutes a day, but it all goes back to consistency. The better routines and habits you have, the more healthier you can be.
1: Those are some good tips Thank you
3: So Marcia In your opinion Where does the superwoman complex come from is, Is it a historical Or has society created the beast I would say It has been perpetuated by society That women be all things To all people And that's in terms of how you look What job you take who you marry or who you date and even how many children you have. Society places unrealistic expectations. And, of course, women who are driven, they feel like they're naturally obligated to attain the superwoman status. So there's nothing inherently wrong with being a superwoman or being powerful, but it's more important as a woman to hold your power and stand in your purpose rather than designing a life that is unsustainable. Because the way I see it, you get know, a superwoman is that it's not sustainable long-term unless you learn the key, which is not balance, but how to integrate your life. Because life integration involves basically prioritizing. Remember Shanika stated nothing's ever going to be equally balanced, right? The, the balance concept is false. So you have to think about how you integrate all areas of your life. Marcia, Marcia, Marcia First I got to thank you for coming And sharing this wisdom thank And you and, and I, and This is Danielle, you already know that We we go way way back <laughs> and, and, and I appreciate all the wisdom And I have a question for you my lady How can women Fulfill their dreams and desires Without feeling like they have to be Super women Well first and foremost Self reflection is key So the process of self-reflection is going to be different for every woman. But the key elements to being fulfilled without having a kissing mentality, there are three things. Number one, you have to know your strengths, and you have to use your strengths to propel you forward in good times and in bad times. Number two, you have to determine what fulfills you most, and then you also have to acknowledge what doesn't fulfill you. And then you take those small steps to create the life you desire. But the final one, how to be the, how to basically have a fulfilling life without being a superwoman is, you have to fail forward. In the mind of a superwoman, you have to be perfect, right, or you have to have minimal failures. But when you fail over and over, that's ultimately how you succeed. It never seems like you're owning your power when you fail, but once you make it to the other side and when you get to the next level, you can stand in your power and then you can say, I knew I could do it all along, I just had to say yes to myself.
2: Awesome, awesome. Hi, Marcia. This is Will. Thanks for coming on the show tonight.
3: Thank you. Hello.
2: So my question to you is, starting today, what can women do to improve their lives and, you know, better manage all the responsibilities that they have?
3: Take a moment to step back and say, what do I really desire for myself? Not what do I desire for my parents or my children or my husband. What do I desire for myself? Well,
2: what do I desire for myself? That's a good one. Hmm.
3: So that would be my number one tip. Okay.
2: Okay. Thank
1: you.
2: And for additional information, is there any way that our listeners can contact you?
1: Absolutely. I um, am...
3: I'm all over social media. <laughs> I'm on Twitter. That's good. And that's enlightened, good. <laughs> enlightened for Life, that's my Twitter handle. I hang out a lot on Google Plus and LinkedIn. You just type in my name, Marcia Bennett, and it pops up. And then I have a Facebook group. It's called Lifestyle and Organization Inspiration, and every day I'm feeding people with tips on how to be more organized and use their time better.
2: great. Great. Well, Marcia, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I want to extend the offer for you to come back whenever you want to to share more exciting information about what you're doing, okay?
3: Absolutely. Thank you.
2: You're welcome. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Bye-bye. Great,
3: great. Another
2: awesome guest. Another awesome
3: guest. Exactly. And we are just halfway
2: through, but we're going to take a quick break, quick break, um, I guess pay some of these bills, and we'll be right back with more of the show you listening to Let's Face It. We'll be right back.
4: Former club members Denzel Washington and Jennifer Lopez for the Boys and Girls Clubs. Every child follows a path in life. For many, that path will lead them to a door, a door that gives them a place to grow, to learn, to belong, a place to forge their future. For 100
0: years, the Boys and Girls Clubs have opened this door for America's youth. You can change a child's future. Support your local Boys and Girls Clubs. Great futures start here.
4: To learn how you can support your local boys and girls clubs, visit greatfutures.org. Every child needs
1: a place, a place to call home. To call home. Every child needs a place where they can grow up healthy and learn and be safe. Safe. A place where they can play and dream and plan for their future. In the Habitat House, my parents helped build. In the Habitat House, my daddy helped build. My parents. My mommy. My mommy and daddy. I
3: study. I grow. I learn. I live. A house.
1: A house, A house, A chance. A future. A house. A chance. A future. A a chance. A future. Are all in your hands. Your support can help. Create a decent roof. Over the heads of a family
4: like mine. Like mine. Like mine. To learn how you can help, visit Habitat.org.
0: i No, not just a
3: Hello, Let's conqueror. Face the Family. This is Alicia Brown, the Joy Guru. It's been a while since we've talked. Well, of course, you listen to me every Sunday. But it's been a while since I've been able to chat and tell you what I'm up to. As of late, I've been so busy with Alicia Brown, LLC, and working with clients to help them write their stories, share their testimonies, and create platforms that will transform the world, as well as their financial wealth. Now it's your turn. You do have a voice, and it deserves to be heard. And I know there's so many media events and news stories that enrage you, and you could talk for days about it. So join me at thejoyguru.net and find out how to write your story, share your wisdom, and increase your wealth. The only thing we're waiting on is you, and get started today, because greatness awaits you. Thejoyguru.net.
2: Welcome back to Let's Face It. Our next guest tonight, Trish Drake, is living for all things fabulous. She's a woman after my own heart. She's a multi-talented business owner and event planner. As a born leader and organizer, Trish takes pride in helping others to transition their visions into memorable events. Not only is Trish the owner of Celebrity Style Events, she is also the founder of Dinner with Divas which is a quarterly networking event for women in business. Trish knows how to, how challenging it is for women to juggle life's responsibilities. Please help me welcome to the show Ms. Trish Drake. Welcome to the show, Trish. How are you?
3: Good. How are you?
2: Doing well. Welcome to the show. Hey. My, my Thank you for, for having you, me. Oh, no problem. No problem at all. Being the eldest of six children, that's a big family, what characteristics do you develop, <laughs> did you develop in childhood that you believe, you know, helped you to become the business owner that you are today?
3: Well, I would say being the oldest of six, um, I was mm-hmm. always the designated babysitter. I was always the one in charge when my mom and dad was away. Um, right. So basically it was technically like I was born born a leader. Um, I had my own babysitting business by the time that I was 14 years old and I was also working so I think that you know, always having to be in control and and be the leader for my siblings just made me the business person that I am today.
2: When you were in school, did you were you always the one to sign up to be like class leader whenever there was a, a situation where someone had to take lead? Did you normally sign up to no. do that?
3: Really? Actually, no, not really, not at all. I hate I actually am one person who does not like to be the center of attention. Like I'm a more behind-the-scenes leader, not really an upfront leader.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, that's surprising. Hmm. Okay.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you know, being the older child, as long as you lead, it doesn't really matter. You know, the upfront or behind-the-scenes. It's mm-hmm. just part of your nature to be a leader. <laughs> and this is a Alicia <laughs> Trish. Did
1: you ever Hi. face
3: at time? Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Mm -hmm. Did you ever face a time where you felt the need to be a superwoman? And if so, how did you handle that? Um, I can't name, like, a specific time where I've had to be a superwoman, unquote, but it's been so many times, you know, at any given moment, you know, I'm always dealing with... A lot. Um, I'm a daughter, I'm a big sister, I'm an auntie, I'm a business owner. At times I'm a girlfriend, I'm, I'm you know a supporter of women in business. So sometimes it is always having to juggle um, multiple things, um, always juggling, trying to attend my friends' events, juggling being there for my brothers and sisters, being yeah. there for my nieces and my nephews, um, planning you know, celebrations and weddings at the same time. So I don't have, like, a specific time where I had to be a superwoman because I feel like I'm always juggling so much in my life. Hmm. Hi, Church, this is Liz. Hi, Liz, how are you? I'm good. What strategies can you share with women who feel overwhelmed and unsure how to find balance? Uh, You know what? Balance is a very, you know, tricky subject to even get on because balance is so hard to find, especially when you're in business and you're, you're, you know, managing a lot of things. Um, One of my tips and my uh, Divas in Business resource manual on becoming a networking diva is uh, Girl Balance Wear. Um, you will re- you will never be 100% in control all the time. Um, I do see, like, where you can set, like, weekly goals and picking a time to complete them will give you a little bit of balance um, in your life and get you a better control over at least handling your goals that you have to accomplish for the week. But will I say that there's uh, you're just going to be 100% um, in control all the time, I don't see that happening. One thing where how I handle with being um, overwhelmed sometimes is I just pray. And that's, mm. just, that's the basic thing that I do. Sometimes you have to bring everything down, bring everything in, and, and just pray. Amen to that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amen <laughs> to that one. And, you know, I have to ask you this question as well. Um, In your opinion, you know, we hear people say, can you have it all? In your opinion, do you think women can have it all? Can they have that success in their personal as well as their professional life? I would say that depends on what having it all means to you. Um, sometimes having it all can mean the American dream of home ownership a career, kids, and husband. Um, I do believe that it is obtainable. I know many women who do have, you know, who are living that dream, you know, currently. So I do believe that there there is a such thing as having it all. And sometimes, you know, having it all does not mean the American dream. It can be, you know, a situation where Oprah, she's a billionaire, but she's not, she has her career, she has her man, but she's not married. She doesn't have any children, and that can mean having it all to her. It doesn't right. mean that it means having it all to everybody. So it just means what what having it all means to you. Huh.
4: Hi, Trish. How are you doing tonight? This is Nate.
3: Hi, Nate. How are you?
4: I'm really good. So just listening to your interview, I mean, you sound like a phenomenal woman. So I want to know, Who who inspires you to live authentically? Well,
3: I would have to say Missy Elliott. I don't know if any of you all remember when Missy came out in the 90s. Um, It was, I just remember a time where, you know, I was dark-skinned and I was dealing with issues of, you know, my self-esteem and things like that, and here comes Missy in the 90s, and she comes out dark-skinned, overweight, wearing a trash bag, dancing in a video, and, you know, I think that that really inspired me to just be myself, live in my truth, live for what I actually want to live for um, and do, and not letting, you know, for for instance, for her, you know, during that time, it was, you know, a lot of skinny singers or lighter singers, but that didn't stop her from, you know, living her truth and being a musician and still going out there and dancing in the videos and and doing what she had to do to be successful. So I would think that would, you know, that would definitely have to be Misty. Oh,
1: that's
3: awesome. Yeah, Trisha Danielle, and I remember her so well because I was a little chunky girl. And when she came out, I was like,
1: yes, we can do this now. right. Yes,
3: <laughs> so it was cool to um, actually see her and, and be in her truth and wear it so well. Uh, my question for you is what advice would you give another little girl who's interested in kind of following your footsteps and maybe being successful in business? I would say go for it. I mean, I think that you only live once. Um, I remember when I decided to start Dinner with Divas, um, it was something that I didn't really want to, I wanted to start it, but I had second guesses on on starting it just because I heard a lot of times that, you know, women can't come together, we can't come together and be in the same room and be positive and uplift and inspire Mm -hmm. each other. But I did have someone who was a friend at the time who encouraged me to you know, go ahead, go forward with that, um, and I know that sometimes when we are seeking to business ownership, we have our second guesses. We don't know whether or not we should actually go for it. Will it work? We have so many second guesses that we go through before we actually decide to to take on business ownership. But I say go for it. Do your research. Um, and, and get out there and do it. Promote yourself. If it's something, if it's your passion, then go. Then go for it. You only live once. You only have one life to live, so you mm-hmm. might as well do what you love to do.
1: Yes.
3: So true. <laughs> so true. Yes. Do you have any upcoming events that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, (laughs) I actually have several upcoming events. I'll only go over a couple. I don't want everybody here all night. But I do have um, Dinner with Dons and Divas coming up on December 11th in Columbus, Ohio. It is a networking event for both uh, like-minded male and female professionals. Um, There will be um, three speakers. One will be myself. One will be um Andrew Burke of America's Home Health Agency, another one will be Melissa Brown from New York, and we will be giving out an award for Diva of the Year so I think it's an exciting event um and I also in twenty sixteen am doing pop up weddings i do wedding i plan weddings as well, so I'm doing pop up weddings in twenty sixteen so I have that coming up as well as well as um you know the other private weddings and celebrations that I do as well. But those are just a couple of the events that I have coming up
1: currently. Oh, awesome. awesome. Well, it
3: sounds like you have your hands full, uh, like most women.
1: (laughs) Right. But definitely,
3: how can our listeners stay in contact with you? How can they follow you? I am on social media, um, simply Trish Drake on Facebook, um, on Instagram, celebrity style events. On Instagram, um, I'm on Periscope as uh, Trish Drake, but I'm not. Okay. I don't. I'm not on there as often, so you'll just have to, I guess, catch me when I'm on there. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Can't think of any other. I'm on Twitter. Same thing. I go by the same name, Trish Drake. Okay, so they can look up all of those and, and put in Trish Drake. Well, I, I pretty much you. just Drake, except for Instagram, and Celebrity Solomon. Gotcha. I did have one question that came in for you based on that last comment. People wanted okay. to know what was a pop-up wedding. What was the what? Pop-up wedding. So, pop-up weddings. Pop-up weddings are basically a fancy elopement. In this case, it's going to be more of a, you know, a a luxury elopement. Um, I feel that the average wedding costs $29,000 in the United States. So, therefore, with a a pop-up wedding, you literally, it's, it's just like it sounds, you pop up and you get married. So um, our pop-up weddings are going to be held in 2016 at the Sheridan. So you're literally just going to come and get married. I'll have a officiant there to perform a legal ceremony. It'll oh. include your 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 setup. The room will already be set up. Your bouquet, your boutonniere, your wedding cake, your refreshments will all okay. be there. All yeah. you really need to do, yes. <laughs> so I it's like show it shows up and it's yes. Yeah. <laughs> And it's a lot more affordable than your average wedding. So it's just a it's just a alternative to getting married in a, a a less a more expensive capacity, it is a more reasonable amount. And it's just twenty four guests, so it's a very intimate private ceremony and reception for you to share with everyone. See now that that see, that's what I'm talking about. So now <laughs> I know The fray. it's a pop-up wedding So see, it don't sound like I just ran off and eloped And told y'all, you know, forget y'all I had a pop-up wedding You just were Yeah, Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it sounds really cute. And then once you have the location, it's not, you know, the location is a nice hotel. So it's not like you're going downtown to the courthouse to get married, you know, like a traditional shotgun wedding. It's more of a a fancier wedding. So that way you can still say, you know, I did a small elopement, but I did it really classy. I did it elegant. um, And it was really nice and intimate with just my family and friends involved. Right. The way. You know, a lot of us would prefer that to be. Well, uh, we thank you so much. We thank you for all that information. See, we learned some new stuff, and we can follow Yay. you on social media for more. So, see, nothing wrong with that. Loved it. Um, But Yay. thank you so much, and, of course, we welcome you to come back on the show anytime, delve a little bit more into this topic, and share what you're doing with our listeners. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, and have a great night. You too, thank you. Thank, thank you everybody. You're welcome. I love it. I mean I yeah. pop up who knew? See, I mm. Of course it might be twenty thousand years from now, but I'm just saying,
1: if I yeah. decide
3: if it ever happened I to I pop won't he do Can you marry it won't next he year.
2: Do it? Oh, next man. year's your
3: year. Okay, on that wonderful <laughs> note. Um we're gonna take a quick commercial. I gotta go choke him. But we're gonna take a quick commercial, pay some bills. And then we're gonna come back with some uh table topics. You're listening to Let's Face It
0: It began with five words, if not me, then who? The Travis Manion Foundation has taken those five words and grown them into a national movement. The Travis Manion Foundation is dedicated to assisting our nation's veterans, families of the fallen, and the next generation of young leaders. It's about remembering the sacrifices of all the men and women who've given their lives for this country and honoring their legacies through service in your own community. It's about adopting the motto, if not me, then who? and applying it to your daily lives like so many others have already done.
2: All these great things that we live in this beautiful country, it didn't happen because no one chose to serve. Serving should be in your blood. If not me, then who?
0: From our 9-11 Heroes Run to putting character to action in your community, discover how you can honor the fallen
3: by challenging the living. Get involved at travismanion.org.
1: Welcome back
3: to Let's Face It.
1: We have had certainly an
3: awesome show with some awesome guests that gave us information that, of course, I can use because, you know, the whole superwoman-superhero complex. I'm getting better, but, you know, we all need some help sometimes.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
3: here is a juicy, hot table topic I just had to bring before you guys. Actress-comedian Sherry Shepard. She just lost a vicious child support battle with her ex-husband, Lamar Sally. Um, In case you guys um, weren't aware of everything or anybody listening isn't, um, the View co-host lost her bid to have her name removed from the birth certificate of a baby boy she and her husband had via surrogate. Um, Her lawyers have been arguing for months that she should not have to pay child support because she believes her ex-husband defrauded her by getting a surrogate to have their baby. Um, In case you guys didn't follow her in the media, you know, she was happy. She met this guy. They were getting married. They decided to have the baby via surrogate. And then I think a little after the surrogate got pregnant is when, you know, it was taught the marriage was going to break up, and she was saying she didn't want to have the baby. She didn't want anything to do with it. And he was saying that she owed him not only spousal support but for this kid, she owes her child support. Um, so the lawyer says she shouldn't have to do that. And according to TMZ, an appeals court agreed with the lowest court decision that Sherry was fully on board with the surrogate plan and, in fact, had paid for most of the process. So she will reportedly continue with the terms of their settlement, paying $4,100 per month until the infant hits age 13. Then it goes up to 4600 and there is a chance that the case could go all the way to the Supreme Court should she appeal this recent decision. So my question for you, I know y'all probably got your opinions on all of this, but and feel free to share, but my main question for you is what life decision do you regret or feel you are stuck with the results? Or what decision were you ready to make but you're glad that God blocked or shielded you from?
1: Oh, wow That's a Good question That's a deep one Because first, I, can go. Cause I,
3: I don't have real deep If nobody else is ready Go
1: yeah, yeah, ahead,
3: The easiest one I, I would say What I'm glad God shielded me from Was definitely relationship choices because, you know, there's some people, you, you see them, and you think they're perfect for you. There's things you are attracted to about them, you like about them. But, you know, just like we do in other areas of our life, sometimes we really miscalculate. And it's like, you know how you've had that. Sometimes with the ex, you look back go, what was I thinking? Mm-hmm. Um, so... There's a lot of people that, you know, I would say, oh, you know, I I like this about them. Perhaps we're compatible, whatever, whatever. But I'm glad God just did not let the connection take place because you look back, you know, now and you're just like, that so was the wrong decision. That would not have worked out. (laughs) I think for me, I regret the... I went to college, but I wish I would have made a different um, educational goal. So I got my degree in family and consumer sciences, and then that degree means nothing in, in most jobs and experiences. So when I went there, I, I was really focused on business, and then I got lazy and boy crazy and party crazy and all that other crazy, and I said, well, I'm going to go for the easy degree, So I can at least say I graduated and and went to college. So I got that degree, and it has helped, but it hasn't helped as well as I would have gotten the business business degree because the business degree I think would have also helped me with my business goals that I have right now. But unfortunately, I took the easy way out, and now I'm learning on the back end
0: some skills
4: that I could have picked up while in college. I know for me, I I wish that when I was out purchasing a car, I wish I would have went and got that Hyundai (laughs) XL, you know what, or one of them little Fiat, something like that, because this gas guzzler that I done brought, you know, it's really hurting my life. And you know, I don't want to say I regret it because I love it, and I know this that she can hear me. But <laughs> <laughs> I strongly wish that I would have thought for a smart car something. Okay. For me,
2: I think it would be in my early, well, early twenties. Um, my what I call my independence coming into who I am. Stage uh, my first year at Norfolk State, I really got involved in the wrong clique. I guess in my thirst to fit in or whatever, be independent from my family, I got <clears throat> involved with the wrong people, made a lot of stupid decisions, um, bad choices, and got stuck with a few scars that are there that, are, that you know that remind me daily that I made some bad choices. Um, so I, looking back, I would have to say that I wasn't more careful and the people who I chose to call friend, and that um, I had grown up a little bit more before I went to Norfolk State. Hmm.
3: Y'all are just making me want to cry. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord, Alicia. <laughs> I'm emotional. Y'all know that. And I think uh, that's it's for um, Sherry Shepard's situation. I think that if she would have taken the time to really know her husband,
1: if mm-hmm. she exactly. decided
3: to have that baby, then she wouldn't be in this. Exactly. Mess. But you live and you learn, you know. I just don't yeah. understand
4: how it transpired so fast to go from good to bad. But oh, I, mean, I think they calculated it. it.
3: Yeah, calculated that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, honey. Liv, Did you weigh in? I don't have a decision. Yeah, That's I don't true. have a decision. That I regret, but. <laughs> I do have a decision that I thought I was ready for. And, Lord, I just thank God every day that I did not do it. I thought I was ready for marriage two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was going to to my girlfriend. I know. And, you know, God is good all the time. And all the time. I cannot
4: stand her. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know.
3: <laughs> I would have been like Sherry sure, well, Shepard. You never know. So Dang. She said, yeah. I
1: cannot stand. Okay.
3: All right. I can't. Okay, Okay. don't do it?
1: Oh, all all that's right. terrible. What?
3: It's terrible. How many people on the phone
2: can't stand their exes?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I can't I, I like that. all of my exes. I going to the next tabletop discussion. I, I, when people
2: say that, that really, I'm like surprised. I mean, I can understand where you don't want to be with them, but can't stand.
3: I can understand <laughs> that. Anyways, other ways, you know, it's like a roller coaster ride. Sometimes mm-hmm. they get on my last nerve, but then uh-huh. after that, I'm like, okay, I got a deal, you know. I mean, to uh-huh. me, it's like divorce. You have some divorces. It was amicable. amicable <coughs> you know, the people, you know, some people even say now we're friends. We just realized we were better, <coughs> you know, apart than we are together. But then you have some people, they divorce, and it's like, I want to kill you. I want to stab you. Mm-hmm. You ruined my life. You know, everybody... And I guess it depends on the situation of the split, too. But, you know, everybody just reacts differently. It's a different situation, and it's unfortunate, but, yeah.
2: Right. Well, being that you brought up divorce, um, I want to bring up a topic. It's not really anything related to the news, but when I went down to Thanksgiving, I I told you it's somewhat like a, a family reunion, pretty much. This year, it was a lot less people. So um, we got to talking, and we realized that from last Thanksgiving to this Thanksgiving, a lot of relationships have ended, a lot of divorces, a lot of Mm. separations, a lot of people came by themselves. Um, So a few of us afterwards, uh, we were talking, and we were just talking about um, relationships in general, and then a lot of people who were on this, I guess, second phase of life, they're back out there dating, myself included. Um, And it brought up the idea of... how do you prepare, you know, to date again? And one of the people had made a comment, which is actually a lyric to Life Jennings' song. I forgot the name. I think it's called, um, I forgot the name of the song. But anyway, she said that um, don't be a nickel out here looking for a dime,
1: which basically
2: says, you know, you can't, um, and she said, you need to believe that you need to become the person that you want to attract. And that was like, oh, that was eye-opening to me, because in the conversation okay. um, we were talking about different people and people that feelings for um, the mates that some of our family members have brought home. And I'm just going to throw my brother out there. I always told him that I thought he dated beneath himself, because those who don't know my brother, he's a Ph.D. He's authored several books. He's young. He was the first um, African American to do this, that, and the other. He's like one of the nation's top bachelors. And I always thought that he dated beneath himself. I always thought him was somebody who was like a doctor or something like that. But he said that um, he always thought that people like that wouldn't want him or that um, he always what? felt more secure dating beneath himself for some
3: reason. Stop the straight horn. You better go somewhere else. I, I
2: know, right? I know.
3: <laughs>
2: <clears throat> like I would, I would name people celebrities. He was like, oh, no, I can never get that. I can never oh that.
1: yes you good, like, are honey. you are you are you serious,
2: so I wanted I to like ask to you testify.
1: you know when you hear I'll the word ahead. when you hear
2: somebody say that you need to love the skin that you're in what what, what comes to your mind when you hear that
3: mm. I love it i I absolutely love it, um, for me, that means an appreciation of self because to me, I relate it sort of like a business. When you're passionate about what you do or about your vision, you can make someone, well, I'm not going to say you can make, it's easier for you to convince someone to support you and go along with you and see the vision than when you're, eh, it's okay, well, I sort of want to. People can tell when you're passionate about something or not. It's Mm -hmm. part of the genuineness of it. It's the part of how you show people the value of it. But if you don't value it, no one else will. Um, So when you say love to skin you in, I mean, people do a lot of things, and I'm glad you brought that up, Will, um, because people can sometimes tell you what type of mate they want, what type of lover they're looking for, blah, 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 blah. But when we get down to it, when it comes to yourself, you Mm -hmm. don't even think you're deserving of that, or Mm -hmm. you don't love or cherish yourself. So to me, if I don't love and cherish myself, not saying that, you know, You think everything about you is perfect, but if you don't love and cherish yourself, how can I expect them to love and cherish me? And then if they do and I don't love and cherish myself, I won't even appreciate the love they're trying to show me. So my thing is, you know, you got to know you got it going on. And a lot of times that's what someone sees. They see that confidence. They see, you know, your self-esteem. They see the beauty and the essence of who you are. When you're operating in that confidence
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, and you're not looking for someone to validate you or looking at somebody to pump you up and tell you that you're worthy of love.
1: Because on
3: the other end, that's a great playing ground to be manipulated and taken advantage of. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know, also sometimes I just have to fake it till you make it. You know, Amen. I have some days where I just I don't believe nothing about I'm looking okay today. And I just have what? to make myself say, Uh uh-uh, uh girl, you bad, you bad and you keep hey. saying it to myself so I believe. Um hey. but I think you, it's it's the process and you have those days where you just you don't necessarily love the skin you're in and I think we're bombarded with being critical of ourselves through everything. Yeah. Media and all the visual things you see, you have to be perfect and we are not made that way. So Right. And it takes some work, but if you say, okay, I'm committed to loving me today and, and I'm a beast regardless of what anybody say, you exude huh. that and then you attract it because like attracts like. So, so you got to bring that to the table so you can get that back because you don't want nobody who's not sure about themselves because then you're huh. always trying to tell them, no, you are. You know you look good. and I can't do it. I
4: can't. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to know
3: it. I don't have time. Mm-mm. Thank you
4: But you know what's so funny is Because when referring back to the lyric um, Being a nickel out here trying to be a dime I think it's also a state of being too Because I mean I'm going to say in the gay community They are really big on physical And what you look yeah. like What your body mm-hmm. looks like What your face looks like mm-hmm. But and Y'all know that I'm a big boy but I have this confidence level about myself, and sometimes it can be Aww. fake because I'm crazy. But I have this <laughs> confidence level about myself that I can get anything that I want, and I com- It comes from being little and my mom instilling that in me, and I pretty much can get anything that I want. But I don't. That's I don't. Nice. I'm not a. I'm not dateable. I don't want to date. Um, but Aww. I think that being a dime, I uh, being a nickel. Out here, being a nickel, thinking you a dime. I think that's a state of being. I think it's a state of yeah, because it's all in how you perceive yourself. But now you don't think, don't don't try to be thinking you a dime, and you know you're not. But you know there are things that do make you a dime. You know if you are independent and you can do this for yourself. You know you smell good, you look good, hair done, whatever. You know you may not be what. People think of uh, the standards, the industry standards for a dime is. But you could be a dime. You know, you could still be an awesome catch. But, um, yeah, so that's how I feel about it. But I'm not dateable to all of the well, listeners out there. So uh, I'm not dateable. So, oh. <laughs> I understand what you said. The lyric,
2: the lyric was, don't be a nickel out here looking for a dime, basically meaning
4: looking for a if dime. you know exactly. that you're a
2: nickel, don't go looking for that, you know, that person who who is a complete dime. That, so I, exactly. I, I'm trying to get a grasp on because it was a lot of interchanges in the conversation, and a, a few people really made sense. So I was like, when you're dating or you're looking for people, are there certain people that you look at and you mentally say, "Well, you know, I'm not. They're, they're out of my game. They're out of my league." No,
4: no that's yeah, No, because those, if you're going on looks alone. Those shallow. Yeah, it can't be, be kind of your looks.
2: I mean, it could be someone who perhaps is more accomplished than yourself. Um, someone like you said mm-hmm. in, our, in our community is big on physical. The big thing now is you got to have body. You got to have body. Um, you know, no old heads. You can't be. You can't look your age. All those type things.
3: So. Well, I'm gonna tell y'all a story. So uh-huh. back in the day, um, it was this guy. I'm not gonna say his name now because I think he married and mm-hmm. got some kids. But anyway, he was
1: so name, sexy, so sexy, oh my, oh, my God.
3: And I worked, and he was a security guard. He would come up there all the time, and he was friendly. But I didn't think he liked me because he was, like, too sexy, like, supermodel sexy, like, oh, my God. Right, right. He's in the military, okay? And I was like, I got this child, and I ain't really there yet, so I don't really think he checked for me. So when he was obviously flirting with me, I still didn't really take him seriously because I was like, he's trying to run game, He can't really be serious. What's going on? He probably got a baby mama. You know, I just, in my head, was giving all these excuses why this nigga ain't shit. I know he not. <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> um, I didn't go there with him because I was just like, mm. but he was a real gentleman. We stayed in touch. And he mm-hmm. found me on Facebook. And I mean, he's a good dude. Like, he didn't marry somebody that looks all right. And I mean,
4: he didn't have kids and stuff.
1: And I missed the opportunity. I was like, that could have
4: been. And you did. You know, I just, I but, you know, want not Yeah. You, you live and you learn. To and let then, you know, later, you
1: missed
3: it. I know. But <laughs> then later <laughs> in life, later in life, I determined that I will not do that again. So if I see hmm. something, you know, yeah. I'm not going to be the only
4: knocks one. Yeah.
3: No, don't say that Dang, that's not the case I, I, know. You, 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 you I live, know You learn Yeah And just to say what um, In response to what Will said You know, the examples you use, I'm not going to say That people don't have the right to be like that But mm-hmm. all of those things are superficial
1: right, So my exactly. thing in
3: those situations Well, boo, if you're looking for body And you define body as blah, blah, blah I'm, Hey, set you free Be a butterfly <laughs> You're going to find yeah. that Because that's mm. not here
1: But that doesn't
3: make me any less. And, you know, I feel like it's like Starbucks coffee. Mm
1: -hmm. Starbucks
3: coffee, the quality of that coffee for Starbucks lovers, if that's what you want, baby, that ain't nothing beats a cup of Starbucks. But what if I don't like coffee? What if I like tea? Does that make Starbucks coffee any less of a good quality brand or any less of coffee? No, but I'm not a coffee drinker. I could be a tea drinker.
1: So the cup right.
3: is good. The quality isn't diminished for anybody. It's just that may not be what floats your boat. And, if it don't move, move, and
4: I want to piggyback off this metaphor Alicia used, but I want to make the metaphor make sense. If you <laughs> are Starbucks. You fired. <laughs> you fired. That's all. You fired. Last show with Nate Whitfield tonight. <laughs> Drink the coffee from McDonald's. It don't make the coffee any different because I know a lot of people love McDonalds coffee over Starbucks coffee. Sometimes uh-huh. I feel Starbucks coffee is overrated. I'm one but of those, yeah. I feel as though no matter who you are or what your mind you everybody should have a standard. You should have a level of standard.
0: Uh-huh. And
4: That's true. you know, just like you may not meet somebody else's standard, somebody not meeting your standards. Amen. So but that don't make you less of a Dime hello, Or make you a nickel out here Trying to be a dime Cause I know I'm not a dime But honey I can make you Feel like I'm a dime oh. But I'm no, You're not dateable <laughs> Yeah I'm going to talk about that you know what
2: Side comment I'm not wait.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> The listeners won't We want to know now Shoot <laughs> I'm yeah. not You've
2: like you been so damaged
3: I have I no idea. Alicia, say that again.
2: What you told him?
4: I, what what I
3: say? I say a lot. He's fired. <laughs> Dang! <laughs> I'm I'm tired. Tired. I have
4: not been damaged. I have, I have I have had a wonderful life, but I just think dating isn't for me. I
3: respect that. I respect that, uh, Nate, because you know no what? You
4: I, ne- I would never. Yeah, I do. I would never love People this way need again. to
3: say you don't need to be dating <laughs> and you need to sit your high pots down somewhere. <laughs> Instead of going out here trying to date everything you can get and messing up uh-huh. people because you're not emotionally available. No, if you know you're not hey, available, goodness. you're going through some things. Uh-huh. Go sit your high paws down.
1: I'm just saying
3: I'm just saying it now because
1: List most of the time, gosh. no, most of the
3: time what I see is it's people that are not emotionally available
0: that get uh-huh. with
3: someone that's, that's emotionally serious. available and you faking the funk,
0: yeah, I love
3: the da 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 No, you knew you weren't emotionally available. Then things get serious, and you want to No, no, no. But what you okay. say, Will, next topic? Uh, next yeah,
2: I'll topic. talk to you. You'll see the next time I open up to you. All right, go ahead. <laughs> see, I wasn't even talking about you,
3: boo. But let it? See, what we say today, everything ain't about you. Thank you.
0: You're right. Well, let's go to this next beautiful topic. But
3: actually, this is a good segue And to Liz's show next week, we're going to get to that in a minute. But earlier this week, Pope Francis called on leaders to stop justifying their violent policies through God's name on Thursday in Kenya. In an increasingly interdependent world, we see ever more clearly the need for interreligious understanding, friendship and collaboration, in defending God's dignity of individuals and peoples and their right to live in freedom and happiness. The Pope remarked. Now, my question was: What is the one thing that you feel modern-day religion needs to stop doing?
4: Uh Uh-oh. Being (laughs) Being (laughs) religious. But you know, it's so funny because this dates back to way, even biblical days, people always use. The Bible to justify their means.
1: It's, uh-huh. it's just
4: always been crazy, and I'm glad that we have. And, and the Pope is such a modern day Pope for him to be so
1: yes.
4: of age. He's such a modern day Pope that and that he understands that the world needs something different. We need a new leader. We need a new way, and I think that's why so many people are drawn to him, and he's so loved because he's so charismatic and he has a, a different understanding that you wouldn't expect for someone of his age.
3: Mm-hmm. Or religious. Or religion. Yeah. Exactly. And, and just to add to that, I I think, like, one of the issues is exclusion. Um, in modern mm-hmm. day, we're we ex- excluding these people for various reasons. Sexuality, um, what they believe, and and there's a lot of exclusion going on, and that's making it difficult for people to feel like religion's for them. Um, cause me personally, I, I I don't see that my Jesus is excluding anyone.
1: You know, exactly. that's
3: that's not what my God does. So it makes it difficult for me to jump on anything that's excluding people. Okay, can I can I ask a side question about that that exclusion okay. topic? Um how can I put this? In what way? Because I, from my observation, this is just, just me personally, I think I see so much talk in churches about excluding, but I don't actually see them do it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I I hear more of, you know, God doesn't approve of this or this is not acceptable, but I never see them actually implement that.
4: But what do you mean talk is I think yeah, talk is their way of excluding you.
3: No because no I am not saying that. I think I'm just saying thing? is there anyone that actually has witnessed where the things they talk about they've actually put in practice where they've excluded certain populations Or oh, yeah. excluded people. Yeah. Oh okay.
2: Because I mean haven't it.
3: seen it yet. I haven't I've seen yeah.
2: it I witnessed it. She called me out in Bible study. Yeah. Oh, mm. Do
1: you want oh. me to go into it? Yeah, please Don't do it. not it.
2: <laughs> What'd you say, Nate? What the hell?
4: what you say, I'm Nate? <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Please, go ahead.
1: But yes, she I did. Think that,
4: yeah. And it's, oh. it's others that are of a testament, just as like we'll, yeah. um, yeah. of that, that hmm. exclusion being hmm. firsthand. But to me, I believe when you get in the pulpit... And you use it as a place to speak it. That's your way of telling them, look, don't come over here skipping and hopping. <laughs> you go over, you take that to where you go. Those are the exact words. Go. What? Yeah.
1: Are mm. you
0: serious?
2: I am not. And I will tell you the name off air. Well,
3: we have to hear this. off air. I'm just personally... I I, I mean, like I said, there's some things I believe, Some, you know, that me and traditional modern day religion probably Mm -hmm. would split on. But I I just, I find that not only offensive, I find that inflammatory. I I do, because, you know, at the end of the day, you believe what you believe religious-wise. I believe what I believe. If I'm in a leadership position, I'm supposed to teach the Bible, and Mm -hmm. I believe the Lord is leading me to teach it. That does not mean, if my stance is against this or that, and I feel like the Bible supports me, that I should stand in a pulpit and use language of, you know, or to the effect of don't come in here, skipping in it. I'm just taking aback that you're using God's precious faith and time. Because when you're in leadership or, or you're preaching or you're teaching, when you're doing anything in the church, or well, you're giving a, a, a voice to the people, you're supposed to be acting in the stead, you know, of God with God's spirit. So exactly. everything you say is very, you have to season your word with grace and you have to be careful because of the effect that it can have over a multitude of lives. Exactly. So, again, I don't care what your, your, your doctrine is, your preaching from the Bible, you know, we all can disagree on doctrines. But for me, for you to talk about what was said right there in that conversation, mm-hmm. I think that's inflammatory.
2: Mm-hmm. I and mean, I was inflamed. And there's a better way yes. to do
3: that. that, that, that you that, you were inflamed.
2: That. I was inflamed.
1: Yes. <laughs> Very. Oh, my
3: Lord. Yes. I, I just, wow. I, it's, it's, things it's like that really, to... really tug at my heartstrings. Because this but is the reason why we have so It's funny that, that you say that Alicia
4: That you've never witnessed it Because it's so no. funny how When you go to church And things that people And I'm going to just say sin Because even though I don't like to use the word sin a lot But I'm going to say sin mm-hmm. There are sins that people commit That you can never see yourself doing So that sin You can harpoon with the pastor And say preach Right. When the lady's sitting beside you struggling. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is why I don't like
3: language like that.
4: Exactly. And that's not what, that's not the message that Jesus sent for us to do. He told us, He wanted us to go give the good news. Right. You can't draw Mm -hmm. people to Him telling them they're going to hell. Right. So I love the Pope's idea of this affirmation. Stop telling people what they can't do and help them with some thans, things they can do.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Well said, Nate. Well said.
3: I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep tonight on that part that Will said. <laughs> I mean, that just, I, I remember when um, Pastor Darren Phelps was here.
0: And mm-hmm. you remember
3: he made the statement about he was invited to preach. He brought some mm-hmm. friends with him. And they told him he couldn't preach. hmm Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I just found that to be. Wait a minute! You asked me to come. If you asked me to come, you should have done your research on my background. And now you're going to tell me I can't preach based on the friends that were with me.
2: But you know, at yeah. this very same church, Nate brought a friend that got literally put out the church.
1: Out? What? What? Whoa!
4: You kind of got, got her put out. Put out the church. I kind of got her put out. Well, see, that's Nate's fault. I want to tell this story. I got to tell this story. Please I know do. we got to move on. <laughs> but a friend of mine, she came to church with me, and she had on a very short skirt. Oh, <laughs> no. Praise the Lord from whom all blessings flow. <laughs> and we sat oh, in, a, in the chair, and this lady brought this cloth, and they, <laughs> they named the cloth a prayer cloth.
1: Oh, and they no. told her she <laughs> needed
4: to put it on her knees. But she didn't understand it. She wasn't from that religion, uh, that type of church. So instead of you demanding someone put this on your knees, you maybe should explain to her, you know, our pastor is a lesbian and we don't want. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He didn't show the baby first. I would like, to a, I, would like to, I would like to withdraw that. So you
1: they gave are me. fired. <laughs> no, I love it. Keep going. Keep so going they
4: gave day. her this prayer cloth. Oh my god. And she was like, "I'm not. No, I don't know what that's been. Oh my god. And oh my god. I, said, you I said, "You don't. have to wear that, girl.'"
1: <laughs> her no she sold out.
4: <laughs> I see that. There. And they put us out. Ladies and gentlemen, we got put out.
1: Well,
3: at least they put both of y'all out instead of just her.
4: Yeah. Aye,
2: aye,
3: aye, 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 aye. <laughs> I was her. I know one thing. I ain't never going to church with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah, I'm going
2: with them. I'm with to them. to
3: preach today. You oh, can't we came to your see friends you? need you. Hmm?
1: Yeah, we have we to, to see preach we are. today
3: leading your friends to Christ, but I don't think I should go with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all get people put out
1: and things. Whoa, what would
2: Well,
3: speaking of had that lovely discourse at this course, man, what's what's next week show about? Well, you guys kind of went into it, but next exactly. week we are talking about generational curses. Um, and we are also talking about suffering in silence and how religion almost got me wow. So we have a pretty oh. deep, pretty deep topics next week But I'm excited, I hope you guys are all be on Because I have some questions for you all as well So Exactly, exactly Yeah.
2: And let's keep our co-host Danielle Booz in our prayers She is suffering from a, it sounds like bronchitis, really it sounds like my sign is going to be horrible her. all week. But this weather, this VA weather. Is yes.
1: So, Lovely yeah, for want,
2: Exactly. So everyone have a blessed and wonderful week. And we will meet you here. Don't get
1: church. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> we'll meet you here, same place, same time, next week. Until then, be blessed.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Face It. With Will Strayhorn and friends, we ask that you visit www.LetsFaceItRadio.com for up-to-date information on future shows, special guests, advertising opportunities, and exciting, interactive ways that you can be a part of the show. Join us next week, same time, same place, for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's. Thank you.